Welcome to We're Not Critics, formerly Movie Pain or Pleasure podcast, the show where two average people watch a bunch of movies and TV and say it's a hobby because we talk about it on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes. So this one is a little bit different. We're going through a list of our favorite Disney films. And at the request of a friend, I'm going to try really hard not to curse in this one because his kids wanted to watch us. I'm just glad somebody's watching us. But I am going to stay on brand and have an alcoholic beverage. I have some TX whiskey made right here in Fort Worth, Texas. So bottoms up to Disney. All the old cartoons have people drinking and smoking all the time. Very true. Pinocchio's best moments were... Speaking of that... These are in no particular order, except for the last one. That is what we think is the best animated Disney film. And again, these are all animated. We're not doing the live action ones or any of that. So Mm. the first one, speaking of that, is Pinocchio from 1940. The original. The original. Do not. not, Do not watch that one that has the the actor who I love but must now not be named. (laughs) Thanks, what are you doing? So the original Pinocchio is cute, it's sweet, it's a wonderful story. Jiminy Cricket's the best. He's also, he's obsessed with the ladies, and oh, yeah. it's very funny. We're trying to keep this kid friendly. So he's obsessed with the ladies. There's some things, he choices he makes that are like, well, maybe you shouldn't do that, Jiminy. But it's such a good message, and it's a, it's a lovely movie. No moment is wasted. That's mm. one of the things we really like about that. Every second is Within the used. first three seconds just him opening the book to tell the story and the page starts to fall and so he puts the can- the edge of the candle in front of it to hold just it open like it's filled with that stuff filled with and every character has life and even the goldfish cleo is just full of life so we we love this movie and it's kind of close to aj's heart because he's working on a pinocchio related writing project right now i'm writing a sequel so. but not kid-friendly. Not kid-friendly. So let's go on to our second one. This one holds a special place for me, The Little Mermaid. And this was kind of the Disney renaissance, renaissance around 1990. And I remember my mom taking me to Lubbock, which was about 90 miles from the little town where I grew up. And we went to the movie to see it, and we probably went somewhere to eat. And I had the music on a little cassette tape. And, you know, I was at the point where I was maybe thinking I was a little too old for Disney movies, but I really liked it. And I still... I wanted to be a Disney animator, and I was a pretty hmm. steady, de- dedicated cartoonist up until college when I just kind of lost interest in drawing. But I don't know if it was that that kept me interested, or it's, it's just a good movie. It's got great music. Ursula the Queen is one of the best villains of all time. Now that I'm older, and I was never into princesses, I was never into Disney princesses, but you get to your point where you're like, girl, the villains, mm, top notch. <laughs> What do you like about The Little Mermaid? Uh, <laughs> I was flying. Of course I was flying. Of course I was flying. Uh, Scuttlebutt or whatever Scuttle, his name is. Scuttle the, is the, the drunken seagull played by Buddy Hackett. I love Scuttle and I love the um, the prince's old gay queen. Yes, <laughs> Grand, he just wants grandchildren. <laughs> we were watching it one time. I think it was the first time me and Melanie watched this movie together. And I looked at her after this scene where he appears and I'm just like, he just wants grandkids. Yeah, because he really <laughs> wants Prince Eric to get married. He just, he's like Alfred with Bruce Wayne. He's, he's Alfred. Just, he wants grandchildren. So uh, Trident is also a fun character. 
What? What did you got? He has so much. Ad- <laughs> like he's the king of the ocean, like, but he's also a super dad. He's overbearing, sure. Like he he makes the mistakes, dad's mistake. But you know he's he means well. He, he like he actually means well. He's not like obviously just trying to control his kid for a weird reason yeah. to control them. Like I, I have a thought. Remember in Adventure Time where Ponyheads there was Ponyhead's dad and mm. all her sisters? Yeah. I wonder if that was based off of Trident and all of Ariel's sisters. Did you say Adventure Time? Yes I did. No, Star versus the Forces <laughs> of Evil. Sorry. Also I, Disney. Also Disney. Star versus the Forces of Evil. I, it's a floating unicorn head who's Puerto Rican. She's like a Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx or something. It, okay, parents, if you haven't watched Star vs. the Force in the Universe with Forces your kids... Force of Evil. Force of Evil, my bad. Um, with your children, watch it. Because it's, it's really funny. And it is kid-friendly. So it's kid-friendly and kid-friendly. adults can enjoy it because... All that Disney princess stuff, this one makes that insane. Yeah, it's wonderful. I've only seen it as an adult. So, okay, moving on. Uh, again with the Disney Renaissance, Aladdin with oh, Robin Williams so as the genie. So this is, this is your thing. I think Little Mermaid might be my this favorite one of the new ones. was my favorite that I, like, as a knowing human being, chose as my favorite. My mother will tell me another one, I think, is on the list. Beauty and the Beauty Beast. Beauty and the Beast was my favorite. But that's, like, before I could remember. That doesn't count mom <laughs> um that's that that was the one that i asked on repeat but by the time i was i was pushing my own vhs tapes into my own vhs player i was watching aladdin a lot you know before we get into aladdin the movie i insisted on watching over and over that we rent from the video store and my mom will remember this the three caballeros oh okay and then i rewatched it and it was really cool because it teaches you about mexico and south america and latin culture but i went back and watched it and donald duck is oh my god the, the me too stuff in this he chases after women the whole time it's you, obscene you say he's a lecher yes <laughs> he's a lecherous duck it's awful <laughs> It is awful. If you know about ducks, it makes sense. <laughs> There's a word that rhymes with duck, and that's what Donald likes to do. Anyway, so, so yeah, that going was, back to Aladdin. That was my movie on repeat, but now that I'm older and wiser, I don't like that movie as much anymore. Aladdin is perfect for, like, the little boy in you that is, like, wanting to go on an adventure and magic stuff happens, and you get to be so cool that you get the pretty girl in town <laughs> like all that all that wish fulfillmentness um and of course robin williams super Genius. iconic um and i really wish he was still around to keep making movies but yeah we know where that happened so aladdin uh it again don't watch the live-action one. If you do, just look up the scenes with Will Smith. They're Actually, you know what? Cancel him again. Um, never oh, yeah. mind. He's canceled. He was actually the best part of the live-action Aladdin, but he's a mean person. So Yeah, and actually, we did a an episode about the live-action Aladdin, so... Yeah, watch that. Um, go back and watch us hate on that. Okay, so, next one. All right, next one. Oh, this oh, one's... Oh, wait. Mo- Last what? thing. Sorry. Jafar is also a really cool villain. Yes, queen. The, the, yes. the Renaissance had the best villains. Okay, now we can yeah, move on. They did, but he didn't get a song. 
He sort of did. It was like 20 bit. seconds and it was mocking Aladdin song. It was the Prince Ali song, yeah. sort of. Okay, next one. This is one I watched on repeat as a child. This is my jam to this day. Robin Hood from 1974 or whenever yeah. it came out. I love that one. It is a chill movie. They're all animals. Robin Hood's a fox and I think Maid Marian's nurse is a chicken or something and Friar Tuck is like a badger. And then... Again, with these queer-coded villains, we have Prince John. And his... his, his, his ah, ah, so his... His gay life partner, his... Now, okay. I don't want people to think we're on the, the wrong side of history. Big fans of the rainbow. Big fans, that's all I'm going to say. So we are down with Prince John and Sir Hiss. <laughs> it's just, like, it sucks that... For the most part, the only time they were allowed to have gay characters were if they were villains. Yeah. But they're the best. They're they're the best villains. I know. Why don't we see more gay representation in Disney movies? There's a short called Out that's on Disney Plus. It's kind of cute. But we don't have any just like gay characters in Disney movies other than the the, the villains, which I learned the ter- term queer coded from somebody else w- on YouTube. Wasn't just Disney. Um. Humphrey Bogart movies did it too. Oh, the Maltese Falcon, yeah, with a fat man. But and, uh, what's his name? I don't. Uh, Peter. Peter Lorre. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this is a chill. But Robin one. Hood, it is chill. This I is love also this movie. probably the easily the best Robin Hood movie. Yes. In general, it's better than the one with Kevin Costner for sure. It's Robin better Hood. than Men in Tights. It's better than the one with Russell Crowe. Robin Hood movies. While Robin Hood is a It's very... better than the one with Taron Egerton. While Robin Hood is like an iconic character, Robin Hood movies are terrible. Nobody got it right except Disney. Russell Crowe Robin Hood sucked. And Little John was basically... It was the same guy who did Baloo's voice. Which is perfect. So, because he's so... He was the John Goodman of that day. So chill. Just, he wear a dress to, to run the scam. <laughs> So I love their cons that they would do. And and I do remember as a kid, I remember hearing this line and they think Robin Hood's going to be executed. And he says, Marion, I love you more than I love my life itself. And I remember thinking I was a very uh, antisocial child. And I was like, gross, I would never love anybody more than I love my own life. <laughs> I was um, very anti-people back then. I'm still anti-people today. Hmm. But I love that. That's like a good summer chill movie. You ready to move on to yeah. the next one? Okay, the next one is A Childhood Dream Fulfilled. I never got to see this as a child. My parents didn't take me to it. Oliver and Company, which has a song by Huey Lewis and Billy Joel. <laughs> the music God, is... I love that song. The music is really good. Ooh, 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 ooh. I remember the commercials. They'd have that song. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I just, God, I love that movie. I just had it at home. I don't, I don't know if I got to go see it either. Um, but it's uh, it's the only Oliver representation I've ever seen. I've seen the musical one with Oliver Reed, who is terrifying as Bill Sykes. I do want to watch that for him. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, I have not read uh, Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens, but... If this is a fun adaptation, it's little animals. Uh, Cheech Marin is a chihuahua, so he's always fun. But it's um, a little kitten who gets lost, and he meets up with, I guess, the artful dodger is the Billy Joel dog, and all the animals, and they live with Fagin, who is a human, who's who John Deluise. Who happens to do surprisingly well. Who, Dodger? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he gets Billy like Billy Joel is, like, surprisingly good. 
He does, as far as like a musician, as an actor, you see this a lot more these days, especially with rappers. But back then, you didn't see a lot of crossover with musicians going into acting. But Billy Joel's really good voice yeah, actor. Yeah, like he's, he sells the whole thing. You he, do, like he is into that character. You forget that it's Billy Joel. Maybe it's because he's like a cool New Yorker type dude. Like maybe he's yeah. just doing his own this thing. This is one of those movies that makes me want to live in New York City. Yeah. It does, like, live in a brownstone, and it's... It... There There are certain times in history when New York seems like it would be very cool to live in. One of them is, like, the noir era, and then the other is, like, like industrial area. Yeah. Like, as long as you have enough money to get by. Not and, even at the 70s when everybody was being murdered. Well, that... And also, yeah. The racism <laughs> is wasn't fun. Uh, um, it's still, it's still. But outside of that, this this is one of those time periods that makes you want to go back. You just to. love like New York is part of. It's like a Sex in the City show. It's like New York is the other character and in this movie. It's interesting. It's done all sketchy, which kind of makes it actually feel more real than it if does. it was I, the, clean, super clean. That's true. That's a good observation because the animation style does look very... It's kind of like the Sword in the Stone. Mm. Like that style versus The Little Mermaid, which is very clean and pristine. sharp and pristine. Um, another thing another thing I'm going to sell you on, Robert Loja is the villain. Oh. He was okay. in Scarface. He was in a bunch of other movies. He has passed on now, but he's always a good villain. And he has like one of the most aggressive deaths Oh, yes. In any Disney film. Like, it's not film. just falling off a cliff the way most of them die. It's it's aggressive. Okay, mm. moving on. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> this, Hell, yes, this was another one of my childhood movies. I love watching it now. This it's so is chill. The love this movie. Number one outside of Sword in the Stone, probably chill. Yeah. Movie that okay, I said hell. That was one word, but I, don't, I won't go further than that. Heck that yeah. makes us PG. Yes. So... And everything's, even, like, Minions is PG now, so Okay, so whatever. I won't go further than that. I will just drink my alcohol. So, uh, talk <laughs> about Winnie the Pooh. Um, I don't, the characters are awesome, even if you don't, like, buy into that representation of mental illness thing or whatever. Oh, they were supposed to represent. Like, depression and, and anxiety and whatever. And oh, whatever. all those things that I have. Who OCD. Was, who was and... bipolar disorder? I don't know. I know, like... Tigger's ADHD, and I think uh, anxiety is Piglet, and depression is the, the rabbit. Uh, is no, his name Eeyore. Rabbit? Yeah, his name is Rabbit. Eeyore's depression. Okay, yeah, he's depression. Eeyore is like deep clinical Oh, depression. Rabbit's OCD. Anyway, but even they if don't you don't... Have, they don't have a bipolar character. I demand representation. I demand a bipolar character animal Root? in... Maybe. <laughs> and they ha and that um, really cool contractor. <laughs> yeah, the gopher. Okay, that's one of the things. Like, First of all, the way they, they um, work in the storybook is really creative. Like the letters the narrator, are falling. And the, the narrator is... Yeah, the narrator is just... It's great. It feels like you're in a Winnie the Pooh book. And then some of the, the jokes I didn't get as a child, I get now. Like, they have this contractor who's a gopher. And he has a little hard hat. And he's talking about, like, unions and stuff and supply chain and cost of things. And now it's hilarious. But as a kid, I just kind of that went over my head. Yeah, he was just chatty. <laughs> yeah, but now it's really funny. Okay, moving on to this is one of AJ's favorites that he had me watch was a Goofy movie. Oh, yes. Okay, you talk about this one. Yes. It's 90s encapsulated perfectly. <laughs> it's like um, an extreme bag of Doritos. It, yeah. 
So it's got the 90s-ness, which is cool. And they didn't have to go this hard. It's a goofy movie, like, as in the Goof Troop show. They didn't have to be, like, this good when they made it. But it was, like, the part where he says, I just wanted to take you fishing. And I'm like, about to cry over Goofy? when they're about, they think they're, like, about to die and he... Max tells him, like, I'm I'm grown up. I have my own life. He's like, I know. I just want to be a part of it. Ah! It's like... <laughs> the father and son story. Uh, it's death of a salesman all over again. It's it's <laughs> it's really good. Like, all the, the, the character moments work. The emotions are cool. Pete is funny. Yeah, he's awful as usual. <laughs> and the way he treats his son is ridiculous, but also hilarious. Also on brand for Pete. Yeah. Um, you don't get uh, his wife and pistol in there, but eh, that's eh, whatever. Wait, whose wife? A uh, Pete. Oh, Pete's wife. Yeah, What's from Goof Troop. Oh, I, she, I don't remember. Goof Troop was after my. I time. don't remember her name, but he had a wife and a daughter who was insane. And for the movie, they just kept Pete and his son. Okay. Maybe because it was a father son story. Yeah, and you know, yeah. Goofy and Max. And the music was pretty good too. In the opening scene, making Goofy's laugh into a horror moment is amazing <laughs> it's yeah it's too good it makes you feel things like it makes you want to call your dad and be like i'm sorry for being an awful teenager okay next one is the jungle book from 1961 or 66 i think whenever it came we out. have a whole video and all like five yes adaptations. We have a whole episode, there's episode. probably more but the, the main ones are In, the ones we picked. Including one from the 1940s, a live She's action, also very which was good. one of the best ones. So this one is the opening, oh God, with just the clarinet. The opening score is so chill. <laughs> Sometimes I just put it on when I'm trying to go to sleep. Yeah. Because it's like... You don't even need substances with this movie. It just like, does it for you. You've been outside in the woods on a hot day, but like not like you're annoyed about that. You're like kind of... You've sweated out and you're just like calm. Like not exhausted. Just like you're where you want to be. You're, you're chilling. You're good. Yeah. And that plus an amazing villain and an amazing... Bro ship. <laughs> oh, with Baloo Blue and, Bagheera. and Bagheera. Yeah, I think, okay, when you said that, the feeling of, remember when, okay, we, we did Taekwondo together, and on a Saturday one time, the air conditioning was broken. So he said, okay, just keep your, wear your t-shirt, you don't have to wear your full uniform, we're just going to do forms in slow motion or something. And I had like a t-shirt on and my Taekwondo pants, and we did forms, it was like doing Tai Chi, and I was sweating like I was in a sauna. And it's I very went home. Euphoric. It was. I went home, took a shower, I ate a frozen pizza, and watched Lawrence of Arabia for three hours, and I was just blissed out of my mind. <laughs> and I didn't even, I didn't even have any substances to help. So you don't need any drugs, you need, kids. You don't need any substances. Jungle Book will just kind of bliss you out. All you need. That or sweaty forms. <laughs> yes. So it's like doing Tai Chi and then just chilling on a summer afternoon. It's but, wonderful. But better because Taekwondo is better than Tai Chi. Yes. Well, I'm not, we're not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the next one is The Princess and the Frog, which was a newer Disney 2D release. And was it their last? It was their attempt 2D to bring back 2D and it didn't work but it's such a good movie it's very good oh i love all the characters um, the villain's great john goodman's in it as big daddy 
And uh, Tiana is is awesome as the heroine. I really don't like the love. I hate Prince Naveen. But that's kind of part of his character is like he learns and yeah, grows over he's time. he's supposed to be somebody that's like really dislikable and like he doesn't deserve anything, but he brags about all of it. But he learns over time. We see him change. The side characters are really the best. The villain is really cool. He's got a good song, um, great scary voice. But the two side characters, the alligator and uh, the firefly, Ray. Ray, yeah. Oh, he was wonderful. Like with his Cajun accent and he was in love with a star. <laughs> and there's a death in it that's one of the most devastating, <laughs> devastating deaths in all of the Disney universe. I don't even want to say what it is, but when it happened, I was like, no, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's, uh, and it's funny. Like, Ray is, is hilarious oh my gosh, the whole yeah. time. And the, the alligator's hilarious, too. The blind witch lady. Yes, she was <laughs> awesome, too. So all of the characters are really fun. Tiana's just kind of the straight man the whole time. Like, but she... Like, things happen around she her. She has one of the best, like, print... Disney princess um, morals to give. She doesn't. She is no damsel in distress, or she's not sitting around wishing for a husband like she's, Ariel. I think she even turns down offers for help, like financial she help. She does. Like she wants to open her own restaurant. She's like, I'm gonna do all the work to open my own place. I'm like, girl, you you work at a place where. The, Work with that guy that's behind the counter. No. Obviously, it's his business. She wanted to open her own restaurant. I know, but like, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it could be a joint venture or no, something. No, Tiana like, had to do her own thing. And it all works out in the end. It, see, this is a nice one. Like, there is a sad death, but there's a happy ending, and our heroine gets what she wants in the end. It probably has the best version of um, retconning when you wish upon a star. Like, yeah, that's nice, but, like, you can make your wish, but you gotta make it happen. You have so, to take inspired action. As far as that concept is concerned this is a really good thing although just as a human i'm gonna argue with the whole making your dreams happen at all thing <laughs> it's kids dreams are cool they can happen if you work at them sometimes they don't and it's okay to just do your best in life and have a hobby there you go that's my rebuttal to disney's like just work at your dreams kids anyway now we can we okay move on. ready to move on from that that nice positive thing fantasia classic this this is an adult film it this is, is an adult movie like not that kind of but you know what i mean but like, like for adults it visually it's it's stunning the classical music is incredible so it's it's for all ages. It's one of those things, if you just need to disconnect from this horrible world that's going on around us, watch Fantasia. You'll get beautiful classical music and amazing visuals. Like this, I feel like, must have been a cartoonist or an animator's dream just to, yeah, they, just I mean, to put there were, images to music. There's no storyline you have to follow. There There's were no plans agenda. to do like multiple versions of this, and it just... It, it was a critical acclaimed film when it came out and it made money. It just didn't make enough for there to be uh, an investment in future films. But there was there, a, a second one made. There, it was Fantasia 2000, just look up Rhapsody in Blue. I love that one. It's the, it's the only really good one. They don't respect 
this what they're doing in that one as much. Mm-hmm. Like they have comedians making like Steve Martin loses a a, a fiddle thing, whatever mm-hmm. stuff like well. that. Like it's not respect the thing. Like in the original, it's just the composer explaining what the music means. The conductor. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> conductor, my bad. Uh, I was in band, believe it or not. I don't remember words. Um, so it's just him explaining the importance of the song and letting the music explain the visuals. Yeah, you learn a little bit of history about Tchaikovsky and all the other composers. It kind of reminds me of, and I don't know if this was Disney or not. Somebody please comment and tell me what this is. There was an animated Peter and the Wolf. And they had different instruments, like the French horn was the wolf. And I remember that because I played French horn in junior high and high school. And there was a flute for the little, for either Peter or one of the little bird character. Mm -hmm. And you kind of learned about the instrument throughout the cartoon. And I don't know if it was Disney or something else. I feel like it would have been Disney, but I don't know. But you do this, Mm -hmm. like you get, you gain an appreciation if you didn't already have it for classical music. And all these wonderful visuals. So Fantasia is a classic. If you've never seen it, please. That's probably the one on all this list. Like, just go watch that. Mm. Anybody of any age can get something out of it. So you want to move on? Yeah, Maybe that's the caveat. It, you everybody can watch it, but like, it's not all. It's not for the youngsters. It's really not. You know, if it's for create, I would say creative children who can appreciate. Like, music slow and art. building music and art and all that. And it's for adults that need to feel things. <laughs> yes. Um, there is one problematic one with some racist images that oh. I believe they have taken out. Yeah, I don't... So. Well, if you if you have Disney+, Plus, I don't think that's in there. Yeah, I think they took that one um, out. So, a so. little caveat about Fantasia. Next one is Aladdin 3, King of Thieves. <laughs> now, most of the Disney sequels, including Frozen 2 are not good. No. I didn't like Frozen 2. But Aladdin 3... Now, Aladdin 2 is, like, there's a lot of Iago in it, so... Well, okay. Which, I can explain. Kind of Aladdin 2 was the setup for the show. Okay, there was a that's, show in, what, the 90s? Uh-huh. Okay, that's I mean, why that was it after felt, my time. That's why it felt weird. The show was actually pretty cool. Um, uh, it had cool villains and stuff, and uh, Abysmal <laughs> was Abysmal. in it. Who was introduced in that movie. Um, anyway, so that's why two, like, reused Jafar, eh, whatever. But Iago's... Has a cool ending. Kind of the third main character in it. And he's singing all the time. (laughs) He's terrible. But, um, anyway, so three. It's really good. And Aladdin's dad is a silver fox. He is hot. (laughs) He's a hot, like, 55-year-old, 60-year-old dude. And he, and he's got his own business, and he's got respect of his peers. Is that the one with like the golden hand? That mm-hmm. they, that it's the king was, of Midas. He's going yeah, after. Yeah, it was cool. Like the 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 quest that they go on. To I, oh steal, my god, the, it's so cool. The animation at the end, and they got uh, Robin Williams back. He wasn't in the second one because there were some things behind the scenes. But he comes back for the third one, so yay! He's doing his Robin Williams accent thing. <laughs> um. But the animation, especially at the climax, when they're inside of the turtle, where they find the Hand of Midas, it looks awesome. It does. It looks so cool. It's, like, got cool... Even, like, I don't usually talk about, like, color schemes, because I don't know about that stuff. But the color schemes of, like, the black marble 
coming off of the gold hand and like what happens to it. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the one and only direct video Disney sequel that I will ever say belongs on a best list. Watch it before it goes back in the Disney vault forever. Oh, I forgot about those freaking <laughs> those ads. Um, do we have the other uh, sequel on here somewhere that we talked about? Or is that Blind like King? a... No, no, no. No. Whisper it in my ear. The... the Oh, yes. It's, it's an honorable mention. Okay. okay. Never mind. So Just we'll come like... back to that in a minute. Uh, next one is Alice in Wonderland. And I watched this recently because my niece is two. And so when we'd have her at my parents' house, when she was young, when she was just a baby and you could just kind of plop her somewhere, we'd put on Disney+. Plus. And we had Alice in Wonderland. And I was more into it than she was because I'd seen it before. But it's real. It's so trippy. It's so good. And I've read the actual Lewis Carroll book, which is even trippier. But mm. I was really, like, she she didn't care. She was playing with her toys. But I was really invested in it. And they're like, we're going to have dinner now. I'm like, can we just finish this <laughs> this movie? So um, I love how chill Alice is the whole time. Yeah. She's, she's just like, okay, this uh, magical stuff is happening, whatever. Which I feel like you kind of have to be like but that. But then also, as an adult, I feel so much anxiety with the Cheshire Cat, who was voiced by uh, Sterling Holiday or, mm. or Holloway. Who did the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Ka from the Jungle Book. And he is such a jerk. He is, I'd say other words, but I'm trying to keep it clean here. Um, he gives me so much stress. <laughs> he freaks me out so much. He he kind oh. of exists. He's, he is the antagonist, He's for that sure. kid that, like, for no reason picked you out of the crowd and decided, I'm going to ruin your life as a project. Yeah. Just because. Some people just want to watch the world burn, and that is the Cheshire Cat. Yeah. And Ugh. and everyone luckily everyone is absurd except for Alice. So I know. it's it, to write that it must have been so difficult. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of stresses me out like when Tweedledee and Tweedledum are sort of like not letting her go. Not letting her leave. I as a woman, I have been in situations like that and it's very scary. And then, like, the thing where she's growing and then that house and that guy's freaking out and he's going <laughs> to chop her legs off. And it's all so freaky. Once again, don't bother with the live action one. Nah. Um, I actually don't think we've ever watched it, but I know it's not very good. Nah. Okay, next one is, finally we're getting to some of the 3D stuff. Oh, we skipped one. I'll, I'll mention two. Um, Wreck-It Ralph and Finding Nemo. Some of the newer... Uh, more 3D animated Disney uh, Disney movies. So yeah, Finding Nemo was special to me because my favorite animal that is still alive to this day is the shark. Dinosaurs are also, those are my favorite extinct animals. But I really love sharks. I do not like fish. I don't like looking at them. I don't like eating them. I don't like anything about fish. I love sharks. Yes, I know sharks are fish. You don't need to tell me in the comments. But I just, I'm obsessed with sharks for some reason. I almost want to get a tattoo with a shark, and it says Expecto Patronum, because that would be my Patronus. Dork. I know. <laughs> but that was the thing that got me. You see all these big billboards with, like, Bruce and then little Albert Brooks fish down here. And I was just saying the other day, we were watching a movie. We were watching The Northman with Willem Dafoe. Oh. And I said, do you remember that meme? Someone made a comment on Twitter and called him the hot fish for Finding Nemo. <laughs> that just killed me so i mean okay back to finding nemo it's a good sweet 
story, father and son story. It's a quest to find. It's taken basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken finding his lost child. He's he's kind of shut down, and doesn't want help from anybody. But he meets Dory and learns about friendship and love and all these things. So all these really sweet life lessons told from fish and turtles and sharks. And we were talking about this the other day. Is they they said fish are friends, not food, but. They could probably eat seals and dolphins and humans and mollusks and other things. So Hopefully dolphins. Maybe humans. Could... There are a lot of shark, shark attacks in Australia. Yeah. If you... Don't look up why dolphins are evil. Just take my word that they are. There were no dolphins in this movie. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If they... Never mind. No. <laughs> it's such a good movie, though. It's, it's one of the best... Um, one of the best 3D They probably decided... They picked a a good environment probably just simply because they made it look so bright and varied in their characters and environments and everything. Visually it's, it's it's beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful and stunning to look at. I tried watching Finding Dory. I did not like it. Finding Dory sucks. It was boring. I couldn't get into it. So I'm okay. I'll give it this. Dory has a very sad thing with her parents. Is it like Sid where they just kind of leave her behind? No. Sid the sloth? Oh, no. I think she lost herself. Oh, Dory. <laughs> See? It's oh. it's sad and that part's done well, but I don't like Dory. I don't want to watch nah, she's two hours much. of Dory. No. So stick to the original. Stick to the original because you have a varied cast of characters, wonderful voice acting. It's just, it's such a good movie. Um, and then finally, the last one, well, I'm going to do honorable mentions and then what? we'll do our best of all time. Well, we did talk about Wreck-It Ralph. We kind of skipped over that one. That one's fun. It's so it's, cute. It's such a fun idea. It, the sequel is amazing. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph 2 is amazing. We watched it in the theater and we were dying. What? There's one scene, I'm going to say it's with the Disney princesses and there's just a quick... In and out of the castle. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It will no kill you. point to having that joke, and it made us laugh every five minutes, just sitting there. It, we were like trying to be quiet during the movie because we kept thinking in of the it. middle of a serious moment. We just <laughs> so Wreck-It just... Ralph. Okay, I'm gonna take it back. Wreck-It Ralph Two is the other really good Disney sequel. Yeah, um, but the first one feels very like. The energy and thought process Toy Story had, this felt very similar. Like, let's explore this world of video games and really... And I didn't even... There are things... I've seen this movie a couple of times. There are things I didn't notice until watching it a few times. Like, when they go from their games out into the kind of the Grand Central Station, everything is a plug because they're coming from a surge protector. So the big entrances they have are sockets. And I didn't notice that until the last time I watched it. Hmm. So that was fun. Also, the he, Wreck-It Ralph might be the only good villain reveal in all of these yeah. new Disney movies. And he was played by Alan Ludic, who's yeah, amazing. He's an amazing voice actor. Anyway, the okay, these reveal villains suck most of the time. Frozen's sucked. That was okay. Um, they were. It was funny, but he wasn't a good villain. No, he wasn't a good villain. He was just So, um, I can't remember any of them now. I can't. I can't remember a single one of them. That's why they suck. But 
this one is good. Yeah, the reveal of the villain. You don't know who the villain is until you're like, what? And, <laughs> so and it's, it's very, good. It's very funny. It is um, funny. So, okay. Anyway, moving on. Okay, moving on. This is a really special movie that we went to see in Mineral Wells, Texas at like 10 o'clock at night. Light year. <laughs> this makes you feel things. And then we haven't rewatched it since then. Not but yet. we went we went to Mineral Wells, which is a little town in kind of central Texas in the summer. That's where AJ grew up. And we went to the movies at like 10 o'clock at night. There were maybe two other people and they were teenagers. It was between that and Jurassic World Dominion. I'm oh, so glad we picked you. We made a year. good choice. We made a very good choice. So I was like cosplaying small town stuff because I'm from a small town and I love it. But anyway, we went to see Lightyear and it is, it's sad and it's serious. And there's a moment, oh God, there's this little robotic cat. And there's a moment where you think something bad is going to happen to him, and it's so scary. And I was like, if that, if what I think happens to him is going to happen, I'm going to lose my crap and cry in this movie theater and sob all the way back. It was, you know. It gets you. It, it's it, really good. It did like a the, lot better than it needed to also. Like, they tried way too hard. Like, it did not need to be this good. Like, the loneliness and the humanity of it. And you look back and like, this is about an animated toy. And, what? Oh. This one also has a very interesting twist, too, because it, I won't say what it is, it involves the villain, but it, like, it tells you something about the main character, so it's fine. It's, I forgot until you mentioned the it's twist. It's a little, okay. if you grew up when, you know, watching the original Toy Story and the show Buzz Lightyear, it's not like that. It's, um, it's kind of its own thing, but it's also, like... It's pretty close to what you could take as, like, the story that Buzz came from, but it doesn't have, like, that joke where, um, whatever his name is, Zerg is his dad from Toy Story 2. He's not his dad, <laughs> but it's very creative. And there, okay, I'm not going to talk about what it is because it's a stupid controversy. There's a big controversy over this movie. Just watch it. There, there is no controversy. There's some very particular people made up a controversy off of just the trailer and never bothered to watch the movie. It doesn't matter. The movie's awesome. It's such a good movie. And do you need to know the Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear backstory? No, you nope. don't. This is a standalone movie. And Chris Evans was actually a really good pick. I thought that was a yeah. little weird until we watched it because I was like... Man, mm -hmm. I'm used to Tim Allen, but I it's, think that's kind of setting it's us. It's more of a, yeah. a serious tone. It and... really is, and it's kind of setting us up for our number one pick. But before we get to our number one pick of the best animated Disney movies, I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Dumbo from 1939 or 1940. I know it has some problematic parts to it, but I still love it. And also, just a little bit of trivia: the guy who played Timothy Q. Mouse, that was his only voice acting role. Every other movie role he played was an Italian mob gangster. And you can kind of hear that in Timothy Q. Mouse. Yeah. I kind of like that. So I love Dumbo. It's sweet. It's funny. Um, it's weird. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely weird. It's the most abstract. Or it has the most abstract moment in all of Disney, I think. Oh, the, the pink elephants. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, and then he ends up in a tree. <laughs> Even so. even more so than Heffalumps and Woozles. And... Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, anyway, next one is one another one from my childhood. Mickey's Christmas Carol, which is the bomb. That is the best Disney Christmas 
was one of the best Christmas movies of all time. It's like 20 minutes, but I love it. Okay, we've been on like a kick, or we were on a kick to watch different versions of A Christmas Carol. This is one of the best representations. You know how Robin Hood is like bad in every version except for the Disney one? Christmas Carol is mostly pretty good in every version. Yeah, like Scrooged with Bill Murray is one of my favorite movies. Kind of like Jungle Book. Like every Jungle Book's pretty good. Pretty decent. Yeah, okay. And the one with George C. Scott? Mm, man. Yeah, he was really... Michael Caine, Muppets Christmas Carol. But Mickey's Christmas Carol with Ebony, with Scrooge McDuck? Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I love this. Love this. I used to watch it every Christmas Eve and it would come on TV and there were always little Chip and Dale and Donald and his nephew's cartoons before and then they would play Mickey's Christmas Carol and it was so much fun. And I reread A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens recently and I'm like, there's a lot of stuff they actually put in Mickey's Christmas Carol. So they did their homework. Um, another honorable mention is one of AJ's favorites, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. It's got the coolest villain ever with, like, the, the worst reasoning for him to be a villain. It's the just... Catholic Church. <laughs> That's the worst villain of all time. Yeah. But Frollo's legitimately cool. And he's, he, he's got this awesome voice. He sounds like Christopher Lee almost. Like, yeah. Like, if Christopher Lee was still alive, I would still want him to play this oh, as a live-action part. He looks like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got the best song ever. Oh, no, he doesn't. The mm. crab that does shiny and Moana has the best song ever. It's, it's funny, but, like, the best, like, no. legit villain song. Hashtag not my villain song. Shiny is, the best, <laughs> shiny is the best villain song. It's literally hellfire. Like, Mm-mm. anyway. I'd rather um, be shiny. The only thing that's, like, okay, obviously they can't go full, like, Notre Dame with it because the book is really intense and messed up and sad. Um, although I don't like Victor Hugo's writing. He just drones on and on and on and I don't care. I like the stories. It's kind of like Stephen King a little bit that way. Sometimes Stephen writes a little too much, but the story is good. So you, you got to deal with it and it's annoying. <laughs> so, but anyway, so the obviously... They make the cathedral look awesome. Like, it, oh, yeah. it's great. Visually It's awesome. great architecture. Um, they do a really... They have... I don't really like uh, what's-his-name that plays Quasimodo. Oh, but, Tom Hulse. But he does a good job. Yeah, he's fine. Um, oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. I actually don't... I don't feel one way or another about that guy. My bad. I was thinking of somebody else. <laughs> um, but anyway, he does really good... Esmeralda is not as quite as vain as the original book version, which is actually probably a good thing because you like her a little bit more. Um, anyway, yeah, Phoebus is way better than the book version because the book version's a jerk. <sighs> Kids, we... do not read Notre Dame. Wait until you're like yeah. 18. I think I read it when I was in high school. So we're mentioning this as honorable mentions because we couldn't agree on these as favorites because I favor, I favor Dumbo. He favors Notre Dame. That's why we're kind of going back and forth. So our last honorable mention was one that both of us really liked. It's not one of the best, but it's it's a nice watch. The Beauty and the Beast Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, they didn't have to try this hard. Tim Curry is an evil pipe organ. 
just going to let that sink in. Tim Curry, who gave us Dr. Frankenfurter, who gave us Toxic Love, who gave us Pennywise the Clown. He's so... Is an evil pipe organ, and yes, he gets a song, and yes, it's kind of sexual. It's, just in that Tim Curry way. It's so weird and funny. And creepy and just so just Tim so Curry. Like, oh. of the scenery. The rooster. He gave us rooster. Yes. We didn't even talk about rooster. We're getting some rooster vibes from this. Let's just name off all the... The butler from Clue. Really? He's giving us those vibes. <laughs> so. so, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so this brings us to our legit number one top. What we think... It's not even necessarily my favorite to watch. But I think this is the best Disney animated film of all time. Soul with Jamie Foxx. Mm. I'm just like gonna put that out there. It's really not a kid friendly movie. Not that they're not that they're adult themes, but it is so deep in where it can take you. I don't know if a kid would appreciate it. They might like the pretty colors and stuff. I'm sure that kids can enjoy the, it. Twenty two. The Soul is funny. It's yeah. It's still got funny stuff. It's got but slapstick stuff. This but... was made to teach adults a lesson. Yeah, I first saw this, I think was at the end of 2020 when we when we watched it, yeah. New Year's Eve. And 2020, we all know how that year was. And we watched it and it's just like the way, I don't even want to go into how I, the meaning of it because I want people to experience it for itself. But if, if you're unhappy with your life, if you're dissatisfied with things, this isn't like a big like, ooh, big things are going to change for you. This is just kind of content with what you got with life and yeah. reminding you of it kind of shows out the shows the meaning of life without it being this big grand thing like it's a leaf blowing down the street or it's the pleasure of eating a bite of pizza it's mm. such an amazing movie it is to uh like a kid or an adolescent uh, what inside out is to them this is to an adult Who's, for jaded, miserable, mentally ill adults like myself. Probably oh. had like a dream yes. that's not quite in reach or whatever. Yeah. And the music's soul. really great. The score is good. Mm -hmm. And Jamie Foxx is great as Joe. Uh, and then um, I can't think of her name. Tina Fey is kind of the little kid character. I was thinking the other day about it wasn't Eric Idle who played him, but he made me think of Eric Idle, kind of the, the weird guy that they mean. He's like, well, the government says it's six. <laughs> so there's some really funny adult stuff in there um but it just it makes you feel it almost makes you feel kind of sad at the end of it but also hopeful and happy and okay like everything's gonna be okay yeah that's I what i got out of it i think i can forgive the fact that i i i thought they should have gone with just a slightly different ending like they had mm. me and then they're just like two more minutes. It changes a little bit and it's still good. It's still great. But I think it would have been way more impactful if it just stopped that two minutes earlier. Yeah. But still, I that's bet, fine. I bet any person you'd ask, you'd kind of have different feelings on how it should have ended or what they got out of it. It's kind of like, what did Bill Murray Well, I'm not a critic, so I'm right. That's right, we're not critics. Okay, as I said in one of my other videos, and with all things art is subjective, our opinions on art are subjective. So these are our favorite Disney animated movies. If there's another one that we didn't mention and you feel like is worth it, maybe that we haven't seen or didn't give enough love to, tell us why you love it in the comments. 
we like there are other ones we didn't mention that we like but they just didn't get to us I so mean, not once we want to rewatch as much as it's disney they're, yeah. they're like they're pretty good almost all the time almost. except when they make live action remakes of their own stuff and most of the sequels except for wreck it ralph 2 and aladdin 3 and beauty and the beast 3 I think it was, was that three. the Christmas special? Yeah. Well, it was a Christmas special. So, anyway, if you want to follow us, or you should follow us, we're on Discord, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and Instagram. We're not critics. <laughs>